This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Angels Recap Hot Stove Edition on Angels Radio and on the AMA 30 radio app. Brown swings it down and lifts it high in the air, hits it pretty well out into right center on the warning track. And that ball is trouted here. He hit it out. It just kept carrying. Your home for the most in-depth news and insight all off-season long. And swinging is Ohapi. That's a high fly ball. This is carrying deep out into left center. It is out of here. There's a swing and a ball that's lifted high, and it's hit deep out into right field, tight to the line, and that ball is out of here. Mickey Moniak gives himself a birthday present. It's one nothing Angels. From Angel Stadium, here's your host, Trent Rush. Angels, pitchers, and catchers report tomorrow. We're talking baseball today. I'm Trent Rush welcoming you to Angels Recap Hot Stove Edition, the final installment here in our Hot Stove Series. And boy, this has been fun getting set for the beginning of the 2024 season. Well, to this point, we've had some pretty awesome guests, and they have been so generous with their time. And I feel like there's been a lot of neat insight to pick up, especially from young players. First, we had Mickey Moniak on. Joe Adele joined us to talk about the young outfield that the Angels will present this year. You have Logan O'Hoppy who came on the program. We talked with him. How about Nolan Shonowell, who spent 29 days in the major leagues and, oh, got on base in every single one of them. Last week, we had Taylor Ward coming off of um, a very serious injury at the end of July, and we asked some questions about how he's getting ready now for the beginning of this season. All of these podcasts are available at angels.com slash podcast. If you want to go back and listen to those, learn about these angels coming into the season. That's what we've had the last five weeks. This week, very different story because we're bringing on somebody you know a lot about and somebody that I think is up for the challenge of answering a lot of questions because we have a lot of questions from that we need answers to from this guy coming into the start of this 2024 season. That would be the three-time most valuable player, Mike Trout who's going to be with us in, in just a couple of minutes. Now, coming into this season, you look at the Angels outfield. I don't know what the situation is going to look like, per se, in right field, but when you think about Joe Adele and Mickey Moniak, and, well, you look at the splits and you see Adele against lefties and Moniak against righties, that kind of looks like it could be a platoon situation. Taylor Ward coming off an injury. You're hoping all is well there. He says he's good to go. He's going to be ready to go day one at spring training. That's what he told us last week on this very show. So you feel good about Taylor Ward. The Angels also brought in Aaron Hicks, who comes over from the Baltimore Orioles after a lot of time with the Yankees. The Angels get him. Hey, they're the beneficiary here. He's owed a bunch of money from the Yankees. The Angels get him on a basically league minimum deal. So Aaron Hicks comes over. I think it begged the question that, okay, with Aaron Hicks, does that mean the plan is still Mike Trout in center? Is Mike going to take on more of a DH role? Are we going to see him maybe move to a corner at some point? What's the plan for Mike Trout? Well, Perry Manassian had a very clear explanation for that a couple of weeks ago. Mike's our center fielder as we sit here today. 
you know, Mike's our center fielder. I think with anything, I mean, with, with just in general, right. We've learned this over the last couple of years, at least since I've been here, you need players that can play in multiple positions. You don't know what's going to happen. So um, he's somebody that's played center. He played center last year for Baltimore in certain instances. I'm obviously a very good team that made the playoffs. Uh, he could play right. He could play left. He could really throw. So he's somebody that can help us in a lot of different ways. And obviously providing a switch hitting bat, I thought was really, really important. Um, you know, whether that's playing or coming off the bench, it gives Wash options. And it's a good veteran presence. You know, one of the things he, you know, doing the homework we did on him, uh, not only his performance, but what he brought to the team in Baltimore and, and uh, the at-bat, right? It's just a quality at-bat. He knows the strike zone. You know, he doesn't give away at bats in general. It's it's a grinding type at bat that we felt like would really enhance our, our group. So that's a lot on Aaron Hicks right there, but also very clear message. Mike Trout is the center fielder. He's not going to be moved from there. And we're going to share this Mike Trout conversation in just a moment. But uh, one thing, and make sure you listen all the way through, um, at the end we talk about how Mike Trout is going to be able to stay on the field and I think you might be surprised by his answer there. And uh, we'll get into some of the details about that a little bit later on in the show. But, I mean, it's time now for Mike Trout at this point in his career. I think understanding where he's at in that championship window of realizing, all right, how many prime years do I have left? And it's it's time to get going. Uh, and you can kind of sense some of that urgency from Mike Trout. Just looking at some of the numbers for Trout, of course, uh, in that 20 2019 season when he was the MVP um, was just off the charts good 291 batting average that year 45 homers 104 driven in OPS over a thousand it was a third straight year he had led the American League in OPS uh, was the best OPS in baseball the previous two years before that looking at it since and and going into last season was the really the one year where you saw a dip as far as that OPS number. It was the first time in his career his OPS had been under 900 throughout his career, um, and he hit just 263 last season, played in only 82 games, as we all know. Um, but that was also a year where limited to 18 home runs, 44 RBI. Okay, the 18 homers, the 44 RBI, you extrapolate that over the course of a full season. That's a little bit down production from maybe what we've seen in the past from Mike Trout, but really not all that much of a decline. The strikeout numbers were high. He had 104 strikeouts in 82 games last year. Compare that to uh, you know the year before, he had 139 strikeouts, but he had played in almost 40 more games. So that's one thing to watch for Mike Trout, wanting to cut down the strikeouts. But really, yes, Mike did go in a slump. You know, early on last season when he was coming out of that, though, you know, he was the Mike Trout we know. And I know that that's one thing when you watch Trout, maybe look at some of the numbers, look at some of the projections. I think there's probably a lot of people that would say, well, wait a minute, maybe we are going to start to see decline for Mike Trout because of the numbers he put up last season. But the reality is, when you talk about the work, when you talk about the mindset and the ability to just stay healthy, because Mike was coming out of that every year. Trout has gone in into some kind of slump, and when he comes out of it, it's usually pretty spectacular. 
We just didn't get to see the spectacular last year because right as he was coming out of it is when uh, he suffered that hamate injury. And we'll talk a little bit about uh, that hamate injury as well with Mike Trout coming up on the other side of this quick commercial break. My name is Trent Rush. This is Angels Recap. When we come back, Mike Trout joins us here on the show here on Angels Radio AM830 and the AM830 app. Angels baseball is back. It's a good feeling. Pitchers and catchers report to spring training tomorrow. The position players follow a couple days after that. We'll get into the schedule and what's to come and even go through some of the uh, non-roster invitees coming up a little bit later on in the program. We have very important business to get to before that, though, and that is to welcome the three-time MVP, the 11-time All-Star. How many accolades do we need to go? Rookie of the Year, nine-time Silver Slugger, twice All-Star Game MVP. I mean, there's a future Hall of Fame we're probably on the first ballot as well, and he's here to join us right now. So here is our conversation with Angels center fielder Mike Trout. Start of spring training right around the corner. Pitchers and catchers report tomorrow, and guess what? We got Mike Trout, the three-time MVP, joining us here on the program. Mike, what's going on? How you been? I've been good, man. Just chilling, getting ready to get uh, get this thing going. Hey, I got to ask you, uh, last time I saw your boy Beckham, he was selling a, a T-shirt to my daughter in the stadium uh, during, the, during the baseball season. How's, uh, how's he doing these days? He's great, man. Growing up fast, going by quick, and uh, it's, uh, he's a joy every, every minute I'm with him. Man, I got to tell you, I see in some of the pictures that get posted, he, he is growing fast, which is probably cool to see. I would, I would imagine, too, like when you're kind of in this time where you're getting ready for the start of the season, but also want to enjoy a little bit of family time, how's that balance work? Like, how's it work out during the during the off season when you're trying to get ready for the year, but also trying to spend as much time as you can with family? Yeah, you know, I, I kind of uh, schedule, you know, my off season workouts and training at night, so or or early morning. So when uh, when he's in bed and uh, sleeping, I'm I'm you know get working it out. So yeah, I kind of don't miss. Anytime I try to limit the time, you know, being away from him, obviously, but uh, he enjoys, you know, hanging out with me and, you know, hitting in the cage and picking up the balls. You know, he's uh, he's getting to that point now. It's uh, it's pretty fun. Was he three? Yeah, he's three. It'll be four in July. All right. So I mean, this is so he's at the time now that, that the swing is starting to come along. I mean, it's it's yeah. in his blood, right? It's supposed to be pretty good. Should be all right. How's he look? <laughs> yeah, it's coming. It's coming on. It's. Uh, He's starting to get a little leg kick now. Um, <laughs> a little, little bit more than, than than the one I have. It's like more like a Zach Neto. Uh, I got to. I might have to calm it down a little bit, but uh, he. Uh, it's finally. You know, I just. Uh, I'm. I'm just one of them. I just let him do his thing. You know, I think uh, I'm not trying to coach him up. I'm just trying to let him figure it out on his own for right now. You know, I give him tips here and there, but uh, I kind of just let him. Uh, you know, have fun in there and not try to push anything on him. Man, he sees Daddy hit so many home runs. He's like, I got to generate a little pop here. I got to get a little get a little juice going. That's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, I got a video uh, coming out soon. You'll see it. You'll see it on the social media. It's uh, it's pretty pretty cool. Looking forward to that. Hey, how's the wrist feeling these days? Perfectly fine. No pain. Nothing. Been hitting. Uh, been uh, it's been good for you know two or three months now. So uh, it's you know it's unfortunate. Uh, you know the way this the season ended last year for me, but uh, you know New Year this year, I'm looking, I'm excited to get this thing going again. I know at the end of last year, I mean it it was clearly really frustrating for you, and I mean you you showed some emotion and, and just you know how how upset you were that it did take so long to come back. Do, do you have any 
any theory, any reason, any explanation for maybe why that injury took as long as it did to recover from? Um, you know, looking back, I, I probably rushed it. Uh, I probably came back uh, a little too soon than I than I wanted than I should have. I wanted to come back, obviously. Uh, I just didn't listen to my body, uh, my mind, and you know, I just wanted to be out there with the guys. You know, I seen them, seen them day in, you know, night in, night out, uh, coming in, grinding, uh, competing, and it just uh, every day that went on, it was just killing me that I wasn't out there with my guys. Um, you know, it, it, I didn't boil down to that. I think if I took, you know, maybe a week, week and a half, two weeks off, more, longer, let it, you know, build that strength up, I think maybe, you know, uh, probably could have came back. But, um, you know, I think, yeah, there's not one one specific thing I'm, I'm pinpointing on, uh, you know, what happened. But if, you know, a little bit more rest maybe. But, yeah, that's, you know, it is what it is. No doubt. And getting set for a new season here in 2024. We're, I want to ask you some questions about this team in a moment, but uh, we have to talk about what's not going to be in the room and, and Shohei Otani heading up the five freeway uh, to Dodger Stadium. Uh, do you have any reaction to Shohei's decision to, to go to the Dodgers? No, nah, yeah, you know, obviously I, everybody was asking me before you made the decision. It kind of had a feeling it was going to be the Dodgers you know, throughout the year last year. Um, you know, because it was just the, the main talk of the uh, on you know on the internet. But uh, no, I'm happy for him. You know, I think think he uh, deserves every every minute of it, and uh, you know, see what happens. As far as this group, Mike, it seems like, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I've had a chance to talk with some of the young guys. We've had uh, Ohapi and Moniac and uh, some of the other guys on this podcast on this show. Talk about just kind of the, the energy that these guys are, are trying to bring, trying to generate. I mean, as a veteran, as someone that's done as long as you have and has had the success that you've had, uh, what kind of impact do you feel like maybe the energy from this young core is going to be able to bring to this ball club? Yeah, I think, you know, with any team, you know, you need energy. You need some uh, some fire. Um, you know, we got, a, we got like you said, we got a great great young core. we got Neto, Ohapi. I can go the list of a a bunch of guys that uh that bring it but uh yeah no it's just it's it's like you said you know the guys got their you know taste um of what it is like to be in the big leagues what it, what it's like to compete up here and uh you know we just got to build off that i've been calling them the 25u squad i mean they're all so young i mean this is a there's <laughs> that's a big group of guys that are, are 25 years old or younger that they're talented uh, you've been there. You were pretty good at that age. Uh, what kind of advice can you give maybe to, to some of these guys as they're making that adjustment of just trying to become acclimated in, in Major League Baseball? Yeah, just, you know, just learn every day. You know, learn, try to get better each and every day. Um, you know, feed off, other, feed off other guys and, you know, feed off them. Um, I think, like you said, the energy, you see, you see the energy that, that uh, they, they bring and, you know, Night in, night out. You know, we'll, we'll all feed off that. You know, myself included. I think, you know, it's it's a good mixture. Um, you know, I think just seeing them grow. You know, like I like I said before, last year was you know like a little startup for them. Now, now, uh, now, you know, it's 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 go time now. Um, you know, they're not rookies anymore. Um, you know, they they know their role. Um, you know they had their struggles, they had their their highs and lows, but uh, you got to learn from that. And I think if you can build off that positivity and build off build off the positives that they they had last year, 
um, you know, it leads to more success. Is that something where maybe, like, could you or Anthony, you know, and, and veterans on this team, is there, like, an accountability a little bit with some of these guys as they're coming up? Because, again, there are a lot of highs and lows, and, and you're trying to – you guys are trying to win baseball games here. So when you're trying to manage that, is there, is there maybe a, a leadership element that comes to, to getting these guys where they need to be from, from maybe some of the guys in the room? For sure. You know, you got to lead them in the right, the right way. Obviously, like you said, there's, there's a lot of ups and downs. Um, but you know, when when something goes wrong, you gotta hold them accountable. And I and I've I've, I've always I've always told that you know with with the, the veteran guys that I've had in front of me, um, you know, with the Weavers and uh, you know Tory Hunter, Vernon Wells, you know, when when something isn't right, you know, it gets fixed. And you know, that's the, that's the whole accountability thing. I think Wash, um, you know, is big on that. And uh, you're gonna see it this year. Um, you know, I'm. I'm getting to a point where you know it's it's no time, so it's it's you know I uh, I'm looking forward to it, you know. And and what's what's good about it is these young guys that are coming up, they they all want to learn, you know. They're not going to take anything personal. They know they know everything's for the for the best of the team. And you know, I think uh, like you said, it's just just being accountable when when things aren't going right. Mike, I, so I give my takes all the time. Like that's part of what I do, right? I, I got to give my reasons for what's going on with the Angels. What's it going to take uh, to to get back to the winning ways? I mean, the, the Angels that I grew up with were winning all the time. The Angels that you came up with, winning all the time. It's been a while. What's it going to take for, for this group, for this organization, to, to get back to uh, the, a lot of the winning that we saw, especially early on in your career? Yeah, I mean, I think it all. Yeah, you know, when you when you bring in Wash. And you talk to Wash, um, you know, he just, he, he, he wants you to bring the energy. He wants you to be accountable. He wants you to do the work. You know, I think if we can take care of the little things, um, you know, situational baseball, uh, you know, getting runners over, driving them in, just putting the balls in plays, I think, you know, that stuff's going to be big for us. Obviously, it's, uh, you know, there's a lot more more stuff that comes along with it, but, you know, when you have a young group, you got to do little things right. Um, you know, you you got to you got to make you got to play defense. Uh, you know, I think talking to Wash too, he he, he harps on you know be, coming coming to the ballpark every day prepared. So when you're in that game, you know you're prepared with every situation that comes in front of you. And I think that's that's uh, if we can work on that and you know just harp on that, it's uh, it'll go a long way. Mike, I know that we have talked situational hitting before but I, I just want, kind of want to bring it up again because when you talk about you know doing the little things and moving guys over and and somebody that now is in a role that that you have especially on this team um it's hard. It's hard to you know as to be the guy to, to move guys over. But when you think about your personal approach with two strikes or with guys in scoring position, like what is does the mentality change at all now? I mean that you've been through it this many years. Like like do you, do you think maybe differently? Okay, I got I got a runner. I got a runner at second base. I got to bring this guy in. Is is that going through your mind at all uh, when you're in the box? See, you know, different approaches for you know different different guys. You know, some some approaches. Are different than others, and some work for others, and some don't. Uh, for me, it's just getting the pitch I can hit. You know, obviously, my job is, you know, when there's when there's runners on base, second and third, you know, just drive them in. Um, you know, I, I choke up two strikes, obviously shorten up my swing a little bit, uh, but I still I still have the same approach. Um, you know, it's 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 pretty crazy because you know it's you know when I first came up, you know, guys 
it's a little different now. You know, you got a lot of flamethrowers coming out. So if you if you miss a pitch early in that at bat, you definitely got to lock it down and battle more. Um, you know, it's just like you said. I I, I try to keep the same approach, um, but you know, shorten up the swing and uh, you know, trying to put the ball in play. I think that's that's the main thing. Just hitting it hard. All right, you talk about the flamethrowers in baseball now. Mike, I look yeah. at this bullpen. My word. <laughs> I mean, the, the firearms that are in this bullpen now, I mean, this is going to be crazy. I know Perry Perry has rebuilt the entire bullpen. I know that's an area that, that this team has struggled with in the past, and, and hopefully things are going to be better this year. What do you make of the job that uh, your general manager has done in rebuilding this bullpen? Yeah, you know, I think we, 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 we talked about it before. I think pitching and defense wins, wins championships. Um, you know, obviously, you got to have some offense or something, too, but you know, you get a you get a lockdown bullpen. Um, you know, anything can happen, and I think that's that was his you know philosophy coming into this off season. You just get some big arms in that pen, and uh, you know, you get especially with these you know younger guys that are going to make a jump at the at the starting pitching. You know, you know Detmers and uh, you know Sandy, um, you know Griff. You know, you, you get to the fifth, sixth inning, it, it could be a lockdown for sure. So, you know, I think that's that's the approach he went to with this this year. Um, you know, and he just keeps adding. So we'll see what happens here. So, when you're out in center field, I know that you know you've you've talked about this before. But when you're watching some of the guys on the mounds on your own team, and you're noticing things, what is the conversation like when you get back in the dugout? Be like, "Hey, Griff, I, I, you know, I see you're doing this," or or Reed. Like, do you do you have those conversations with the guys? Or what are those like? Yeah, no, I think um, you know a lot of a lot of guys, a lot of young guys, um, you know. In, Especially Detmers, you know he he's he always asks questions, and um, you know he, he he picks my brain, he picks picks the hitters' brains on you know situational stuff. You know sometimes you know you got to go away from the book. You know sometimes his 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 changeup's working more than his you know slider or curveball, and you know just uh, just it's all feel for him, and it's 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 pretty amazing how you know I, I, I'm speaking for all the younger you know the younger guys. They're not young anymore. They're, they've been here in, in the league for a while, but. You know, they're always trying to, you know, pick the hitter's brains. And, um, you know, like you said, even d- during the game, it's, uh, you know, they, they ask questions what they're seeing out there. I know you are uh, a lot busier now uh, than maybe you used to be, at least in terms of family life and, and different projects. And I saw, just kind of shifting out of the baseball gear a little bit, I saw some photos of you and Tiger out at Trout National, the reserve. By the way, you're going to have some long par threes, which are that look frightening, but some fun par fives. Looks like a fun track. How is how is uh, Trout National coming along? Yeah, it's coming along good. You know, it's uh, the off season. It's uh, it's fun to be a part of seeing th- seeing the thing grow. Um, you know, excited for you know everything to come together. It's uh, it's a long process. It's going on for you know three four years now, uh, but uh, it's pretty special to have Tiger come down and. Design the course. You know, Tiger is one of the guys. One of the reasons why I've, I got into golf. Um, but uh, it's just a little cool project I uh, I wanted to do. Uh, it's 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 you know a dream, obviously. Um, but uh, to be able to work with, you know, I have a great partner in John Ruga, and uh, but to, to have to have Tiger on the team, it's uh, it's even more special, and it's uh, it's 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 going to be pretty cool. All right, so when you're out there with Tiger, are you asking Tiger more golf questions or is Tiger asking you more baseball questions? 
That's a good question. Uh, no, nah, it's, it's mainly golf stuff. Yeah, uh, but he 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 is a he knows his baseball, uh, some baseball stats, some history. Um, you know, he grew up uh, with, with with that. But uh, it's fun to just be able to sit back. You know, when he comes out on a visit and just uh, you know go over every hole and just try to make the hole more interesting and just make it unique. Um, you know, just for instance, like we were on this, uh, we were on hole number three and. The tee box is right in the middle, and he said, Mike, just, you know, walk over here 50 yards to the left and just look at the difference in what the, the hole, it makes the hole, and it just makes it way more challenging. And it's uh, it was pretty cool just to to be able to walk the course with him. And, you know, he's played so many courses, so many rounds, and he's been to every pretty much every golf course in, in, in the world. And uh, to be able to just, you know, visualize, hey, this is, you know, this was like so and so hole in in uh, you know across the country. It's it, it's pretty cool to be able to be a part of it, and uh, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, it's a surreal feeling. See, I feel like it'd be really it'd be really tough to go tell Tiger like, oh no, look, come over here, fifty yards. No, 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 I want I want to be right here. I want to put the green here. I can't have that conversation with Tiger. Like, what do you what are you supposed to say there? Well, what's what's cool about it is that Tiger is. Tiger, he always comes to me. You know, he, he's designing the course, obviously, but he comes to me and he's like, "Mike, what do you think on this? What do you got on that?" And he's like, he tells me, "Mike, it's your course. You can do it. You can, you can do, do whatever you want." So basically, you know, he gives his opinions. It's obviously he's designing it, but uh, it's uh, it's pretty cool to be able to you know have Tiger just say, uh, "Yeah, if you want this, you get it. If not, uh, we don't need it." So. But I'm I'm always the guy that's going to be like, uh, what do you think, Tiger? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, Mike, I, I just like to say that you are living. Everybody, every 12 year old in America, you have you have lived out that dream, and now every 30, 40, 50 year old in America, you are now living their dream again, building your own golf course. So way to go, way to you know. So, some guys just get it all, Mike. I don't know. What, I don't know what happens there, but uh, good for you uh, to get <laughs> to get that going. All right, getting set for the start of spring training. Um, Every year, I know you've talked about different goals, different things you want to work on. Is there is there anything in particular coming into this camp that's like, okay, I want to I want to try to accomplish this? Uh, you know, I had some conversations with uh, you know with Wash and Perry. Um, I think you know, looking at the pat like the past, you know, I think coming into spring, you know, the biggest thing was like, you know, how are we going to how are we going to figure out, like, what's the formula of keeping you on the field? And, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a tough formula to figure out. Obviously, it's not, it's not working. So, you know, I, I kind of sat down with them and I told Wash, I said, look, like, I think me worrying about what I need to be doing to stay on the field, why don't I just go out there and play, man? Like, let me just do my thing and whatever happens, happens. You know, I think that's when you, when you, when you, when you play, I wouldn't say play like timid like that, but if you're worrying about this or you're worrying about that, I think that's when things start to happen. So I'm going to go out there and, you know, I'm not saying I'm going to steal 40 bags again, but I might get 20. You know, I think I think uh, that's, you know, just go out there and just play free, you know, play my game. You know, I think that's, that's, that's where I'm going to try to, you know, focus on this year, you know, coming in the spring um, and enjoy it. You know, I think, like you said, you know, it's it's tough to 
you know, in, in the past, the last, you know, four four years, I've been I've been banged up a little bit, and uh, you know, I think I think when I change the mindset and just go out there and play, and then you know, whatever happens, and it, it is what it is. So that's that's where I'm at. Mike, for I mean, I can't. I don't know how many conversations we've had over the last ten years. That's my favorite thing you've ever said. So you're what you're saying, like forget load management, forget DH and a bunch. Like you want it, you want to be on the field, you want to play. That's your deal. That's what that's what 2024 is going to be. That's that's the deal. I want to be on the field. I, I like, you know, I, like I I, to, I talked to Wash. You know, he's gonna he's gonna run me out there, and obviously, if I come up to him and I need to, you know, have just a recovery day or, or something that can. Uh, that would help me in the, in the long run. That that's that's what it is. But for me, it's just I'm going out there and play, man. No no limitations, and uh, you know I think that's hopefully that gets me back on track. And you know I'm looking forward to it. I think uh, you know everybody comes in with a with a with a plan and and a, and a goal. Um, but I think having that mentality of just uh, you know playing freely and you know just go out there and you know be me. So you know I think getting back to that will uh, will be huge. Mike, hey, man, thank you so much for the time today. Sincerely appreciate it. Can't wait to see you out in camp. I know it's uh, coming up very quickly here, but uh, looking forward to seeing you out in Tempe. Thanks, man. Yeah, thank you. There's a ton to unpack there from that conversation with Mike Trout, and, and thanks to Mike again for, for giving us the time. And, and to be as candid as he was with us, I appreciate for someone that I, th- I think understands how important it is to have that team success at this point in his career, he's accomplished everything on an individual level that you can accomplish. I mean, there is nobody uh, that has done it at a higher level than Mike Trout. And for a decade, he was the clear-cut best player in baseball. And I think he's got the ability to be that again. I think also when you consider, you know, to get to, to have done what he has done individually, but also still needing to accomplish that on the team level, I think there's an even greater drive for Mike. I thought it was interesting hearing him talk about some of the leadership component and holding some of the young guys accountable. And, and that is an area, I think, of growth for Mike Trout. I was happy to hear that. More than anything else, though, and, and you heard me say this in the interview, for Mike to basically reject the notion of load management and say, put me in, coach, you know? I, I, I want to be out. Skip, Ron, Skip, Wash, I want to be out there every day. I want to be in center field. He doesn't want to play a corner. doesn't want a DH. He wants to hit, and he wants to play in the field. And for Mike Trout to say that and mean it and kind of be of the belief, look, I'm not going to be afraid of suffering an injury. You know, he gets hurt on a swing on that July 3rd down at Petco Park, made for very miserable 4th of July weekend, I think, for every Angel fan out there. How are you going to control that? How did days off earlier in the season have anything to do with that? If a freak injury is going to occur, a freak injury is going to occur, and there's nothing you can do about it anyways. So for Mike to commit to playing every day, play hard, be himself again, and then to say, you know what, I might not be stealing 40 bags again, but I can take 20 bags. I mean, let's go through Mike Trout's career for a moment because he's only, by the way, he's only stolen 40 bags once. That was when he had 49 that rookie season. But back to the 33, the next year had a 30-bag season in 2016. Remember, he suffered that thumb injury in 2017, and he pretty much stopped stealing bases at that point. Now, 
that's a little bit of a strategy. I mean, he had 24 the year after in, in 2018, but even his MVP season in 2019 had 11 stolen bases. And if you go from 2018 after that season, the, the next five years for Mike Trout, he has combined to steal 17 bags. So if Mike Trout is a 20-base stealer on top of everything that else that he does and is able to stay healthy over the course of a whole season? And how about the Angels? I mean, we are talking about a bona fide MVP candidate once again. That is so exciting to hear. I am motivated by hearing Mike Trout talk like that because I think that that is going to have an effect on everybody else in the clubhouse. I mean, Mike Trout sets the tone. Whether you want to talk about you know different personalities in there, guys that are maybe more vocal leaders. You can talk about all those other things. At the end of the day, it's Mike Trout's clubhouse. It has been Mike Trout's clubhouse. Mike Trout sets the tone. And I'm left with the impression that I think Mike has a greater understanding of that more than ever before. And you can bring in a manager like Ron Washington, and Wash is going to he's, he's going to have his sayings. He's going to push guys. He's going to be able to have those conversations one-on-one. He's going to set the tone in spring training. He's going to, you know, do different things that are going to make you a better baseball player. He's going to continue to be a teacher. He's going to help these young guys. Absolutely. But when it comes to accountability in the clubhouse, it's your peers that have the greatest say in that. It's what Mike Trout says to a Zach Neto or a Logan O'Hoppy or a Reed Detmers that is going to make the difference. It happens in the clubhouse, and that's the culture. And I know that this young team has an exciting young culture that's coming up. They want to play hard. That's a big deal. It sounds like Mike has bought into that and and is cool with the, the U25 team that I talk about so much because, again, it's Mike Trout's clubhouse. And as much as we all get excited about the young guys, the, the Angels' star has to be on board. And if, it sounds like he absolutely is. You heard him talk about how excited he is about the young guys. That's why I'm so much looking forward to the development of that group and that energy that they bring. Because I think, I think it's going to even make some of the veterans better. And, and I'm not saying it wasn't necessarily that way before. We, we don't know exactly... You know what's going on in the clubhouse all the time. But when you have Mike on record talking about the young players and, and you're looking forward to playing with them and, and saying, yeah, they're young, but you know their energy can be a good thing for us. That I, I'm excited about. When Mike says, I want to be out there every day, I want to play. I want to be on the field. I want to play every day. Love that. Because that is what is going to set the tone for what this – 2024 season is going to be for the Angels. You know, at the end of the day, we can talk about Ohapi and Sean Noel and Neto and the the 25U team. This team is going to go as far as Mike Trout can take them. And we know that Mike at his best is the best player in baseball. Now, he's got to be at his best, and part of being at his best is being on the field. But if he's got the ability to do that, look out. And I think that there is maybe a little extra chip on the shoulder for Mike Trout. I think that Mike has something to prove. I think that Mike, at this point in his career, knowing the team goals that remain for him, I think he's going to be more motivated than ever to have a great season. And I'm looking forward to catching up with Mike again uh, out in spring training and seeing him for 162. Hey, I mean, and and look, there's probably, there's going to be some days. Mike's going to need some days. He is. He's 
age 32 season. He's going to need a couple. But seeing Mike out there on a, a regular basis in the field and not DHing all the time, and let's not forget, I mean, Mike Trout's numbers as a DH versus a center fielder are pretty drastic. I mean, Mike hits about 100 points higher as a center fielder than he does as a designated hitter. So, yeah, he wants to be out there in center field. It's better for the team if he's out there in center field. It's better for everybody. And I think it's going to be fun to watch that coming up this season. Okay, quick break. When we come back, I want to get to some of the non-roster invitees. Plus, there is a Super Bowl connection with the Halos. I know it's a tough one for the San Francisco 49ers. We'll fill you in on that connection and some wise words from a pretty good quarterback. We'll hear from coming up in just a bit from a conversation we had a couple of years ago. My name is Trent Rush. This is Angels Recap and the Angels Recap Podcast on Angels Radio AM830 and the AM830 app. Back here on Angels Recap Hot Stove Edition. I guess we're going to have one more show next week as part of the Hot Stove series. I don't know if I've been saying it was last one. There's still one more show next week. And just because pitchers and catchers report doesn't necessarily mean uh, that spring training is officially here because we're going to keep this show going until there are spring training games. So I just want to clarify uh, some of that. It's been great having Mike Trout on and all the guests we've had here on the show. If you missed our Mike Trout interview from just a couple of minutes ago to our radio audience, be sure to check out the Angels. Angels Recap Podcast, angels.com slash podcast. Great way to do that. As far as the, the radio broadcasts go, next week will be our last one because at that point, well, after that, the following Tuesday at 2, you're going to be listening to Angels Spring Training Baseball. Terry Smith and Mark Langston uh, are going to be back for another season and uh, looking forward to uh, another great year of Angels Baseball. And the, the spring training coverage is something that we'll get into coming up here in just a second. But, um, the podcast is going to continue. So to our podcast audience, we're going to keep doing this every single week. I'm going to be out in Arizona. I get out there early March. And basically from that point forward, you'll be getting shows from Angel Spring Training. We're going to have a bunch of, look, we got a bunch of boots on the ground in Tempe. They're going to be reporting back. I'm going to be in Anaheim through the rest of February. But come the 1st of March, I'll be out there. So if you're going to be out in Arizona, would love to connect with you. You can find me on Twitter at Trent Rush Sports. And I would love to see as many people as we can out of those games. It's such a good time in, in Tempe and absolutely am looking forward to, to spending that time together. And uh, There is a, a fellowship component, I think, when it comes to Angels baseball and, and spending that time together with other fans. And uh, I, I just think that that's a real special opportunity. And, and spring training is just such an intimate place to do that out there at Tempe Diablo. Um, look, you, you'll find me walking around the concourse, and uh, I, I love any chance we can to interact. So please, do not be shy. Please say hello. I uh, would love to meet you. All right, so as far as the coverage of these games go, Terry Smith is going to be back doing simulcasts on television and radio uh, for spring training. Uh, we're going to see Wayne Randazzo doing some games. Patrick O'Neill is going to be doing some games at play-by-play, and then I'm going to be doing a handful of games as well. So uh, this is my I think fourth or fifth year doing play-by-play out in spring training. It's it's an honor, quite frankly. And anytime you get a chance to to be a part of a major league, you know, broadcast, especially on the television side, um, again, you know, that's been a long time goal of mine is is the opportunity to do that. So um, for me, out in spring training, I love it. I think it's so much fun. And there's nothing I love more. Then, and I can't give away everything out in the podcast. I'm going to give you a lot of the podcast, but I'm not going to give you everything because 
when you get in those seventh and eighth inning situations and you're trying to figure out how come there's three number 86s and who's going to be where on the field, there's nothing I love more than having a great story about one of them and sharing that. And, you know, the, the time you spend at spring training, like it is a long day. It's an early day. Like I'll just tell you a little bit from the broadcast side. So from the broadcast side, a lot of times you're getting up, gosh, four 4.30 in the morning, try to get a workout in, get a little breakfast, and, and then you and then you get into uh, the day for, for what it's going to be, and that's being down in the clubhouse by 7.30, 8 o'clock. You're talking with the players, talking with the manager. you got to hustle over to, if it's a home game at Tempe Diablo, it's easy. It's just a short walk. If it's somewhere else, uh, it's a little bit more of a challenge because you got to get on the road and, and go hustle to wherever you're going. But uh, you do that, you put your lineup card together, and spend some time talking to Talking to the other broadcasters, talking to players, coaches, people that are around. Everybody seems just so much more loose um, and wants to talk out at spring training. That's what I love more than anything else. So you get real neat information. And you know the, the, the great part about my role is by going out there sometimes, you know, I've had the opportunity to spend some time at the Angels spring training or at the Angels minor league facility out at spring training. And you really get to know the, the lower levels of the game and high level people that are helping bring some of these younger players along and to kind of see some of that. I wish I, I do my best to share what I see with the fans. I wish every fan could see it. If every fan could see it, I, I think a lot of people would have a, a different appreciation for for everything that goes on down to the minor league level. Uh, but it's fun just learning about the entire organization and some of the players that are coming up. Uh, so that's who's going to be doing play-by-play. The analyst work is going to be cool, too, and that's going to be divvied up. Uh, Bobby Valentine's going to be on some games. Of course, Mark Gubazaw is going to be on some games. Tim Salmon uh, and Denny Hawking uh, are going to be doing some analyst uh, work there, so that's going to be really cool. Erica Weston will be out there, and then I'll be the other reporter uh, when Erica's not there. So it's going to be a busy time. It's a blast. Uh, just just spending that opportunity, getting to know Angels baseball at a deeper level. And I think that's where like the truest fans probably love spring training time. Like I love spring training because of course we all know the 26. We all know the opening day roster. Yes, we get it. We know Mike Trout's great, okay? Uh, we just talked to him. We know Trout's good. It's fun getting extra insight. No doubt about it. I think what's also cool and to have it just, again, a greater appreciation for the game, a greater appreciation for the organization, is to get to know some of the depth a little bit. You know, there was a player that really stood out to me last year, Adrian Placencia, who, you know, is not a name I had known a whole lot about before camp last year, but Placencia had made some unbelievable diving catches, and he was all over the place, and he was hitting the ball pretty well in spring training. That really jumped off the page to me as somebody, okay, I got to circle him. Now, he ended up not having a great hitting year last year, but when you get to know some of these guys in the later innings especially, that's when you really get a feel uh, for what the organization has cooking. And, And there are talented players that are down there and I'm just really excited about the opportunity at some point for uh, some of these guys uh, to to get to the big leagues and and seeing that come to fruition you know another part about uh, being out there in spring training too is uh, the camaraderie of the other broadcasters and and getting a chance to spend time with all them and and with fans that's again the accessibility is off the charts and um, you know I'll be honest I'm not that hard to find so uh, it's going to be cool to see that the first broadcast is going to be against the Dodgers. That'll be on February the 24th. 
Um, every every game is going to be on Bally Sports West and AM 830, so there will be no shortage. The only times you're not going to see every game, there's three split squad games. So February 25th against the Royals, March 6th, which is against um, – you'll see the game against the A's, and then the 20th, you'll see the game against the Giants. On the split squad days, the home broadcast is the one you're going to see uh, as opposed to everything else. So uh, with that, and oh, and then, of course, the Exhibition Freeway Series, back at the Big A, that's when Terry Smith and Mark Langston will be on the radio side, uh, and we'll see Mark Gubaza and Wayne Randazzo on the television side there. Okay, as for some of the spring training non-roster invitees, uh, Adam Kolarik, we mentioned earlier, he's actually a left-handed pitcher. It's a non-roster invitee. Nick Jones is going to be with him uh, in the bullpen. Caden Dana is a prospect that the Angels have coming up, a good right-hander that's going to be fun to watch. That's going to be one in particular I'm excited about. Walbert Reina, somebody else uh, that's a non-roster invitee that I'm uh, particularly excited about. Some of the others, Carson Fulmer, Joel Hurtado, uh, Travis McGregor, Jose Marte, Cam Minichi, Alan Rangel, and Hayden Sieg are the other pitchers that are going to be non-roster invites out at spring training. Angel's going to take six catchers as NRIs. Juan Flores, Caleb Hamilton, Zach Humphreys, Francisco Mejia, who's got a lot of big league time. He's getting a crack uh, to try to extend his career with the Angels. Alberto Rios and Chad Wallach, the others. Rios is an interesting one. Remember, he was a third-round pick out of University of Stanford. Rios, a highly touted uh, prospect, but interesting to see him lifted at, or listed as a catcher when we've seen him at third base and in the outfield a little bit. So uh, Rios listed as a catcher. Hunter Dozier is an infielder that is is going to be a non-roster invite this year. Maybe could provide the Angels a little bit of uh, infield depth. Cole Fontanelli, uh, Charles LeBlanc, Richard Martin, Miguel Sano, and Evan White. If you have not seen any pictures or video of Miguel Sano, my goodness, he looks absolutely jacked right now as he is coming off of a, a good winter ball season and another guy that's trying to resurrect his career here with the Halos. And then Evan White, I mean, we spent a lot of time on this podcast talking about Evan White, who the Angels got in a deal uh, with the Atlanta Braves. Look, his defensive ability has been spectacular at the major league level. Hasn't hit yet uh, in the big leagues, but he's going to get an opportunity in, in spring training as a non-roster invite. And then the outfielders, Willie Calhoun, Jake Marisnik, a couple of outfielders that have some big league experience. I'm an Orange Lutheran guy, so I'm excited to see Jason Martin, who's been with the Texas Rangers and the Pittsburgh Pirates spent the last uh, year or two in Korea, now back in the U.S., playing with the hometown Angels. And Nelson Rada, who is uh, the minor leaguer of the year for the Halos a season ago, rounds out the outfield list of non-roster invites uh, getting uh, invited to spring training for this year. So a lot of interesting names in that group. That's going to be a lot of fun to keep an eye on over the course of this spring. Okay, we're also coming off of the Super Bowl where, well, it was a tough one for Brock Purdy. But there is a halo connection with Brock Purdy. His dad was once a member of the organization. And when Brock Purdy was here as part of the Mr. Irrelevant festivities a couple of years ago in the summer of 2022, well, I spoke with Brock Purdy and talked about his connection to the Angels. My dad played in the in the minors with the okay. Angels. Um, but, yeah, knows a lot of guys, um, knows a bunch of the guys that have coached with the Angels past couple years. And, you know, even coming up down through the dugout just now, yeah. Just talking to all the some of the guys that he's met throughout, you know, his time playing. But it, it's so cool, just how small the baseball community is, and um, just all the guys that he's able to talk to and know, and they've played with this guy or that guy. So, yeah, my dad's definitely been a part of the organization. It's cool being back here. 
you know what was fun was in that interview with Brock Purdy, we kind of went into it talking about, oh, yeah, well, you know, happy to be drafted, and congratulations, Mr. Irrelevant. Okay, what was your time in college like? What are you hoping uh, training camp is going to go like? Never in my wildest dreams that I think during that interview that we would see Brock Purdy as the quarterback in the Super Bowl, uh, yet uh, there he was on Sunday. Obviously, Niners didn't get a win, but, uh, you know, cool to hear a little uh, angel connection to uh, San Francisco 49ers starting quarterback Brock Purdy. All right, that's going to just about do it for us. Remember, Angels spring training starts now. Pitchers and catchers are back. They are in camp. How awesome is that? What a way to celebrate. Again, if you missed any part of this episode on radio or if you are listening on a podcast and want to check out some of the other interviews we've had, Joe Adele, Mickey Moniak, Logan O'Hoppy, Nolan Shonowell, Taylor Ward, we've talked to them all already this spring or this winter leading into the spring. We're going to talk to a lot more through Angels Spring Training and I can't wait to share all of those with you as camp progresses. Angels Baseball is back. My name is Trent Rush. Thanks for being with us. This has been Angels Recap Hot Stove Edition on the AM830 30 app and Angels Radio, AM 830.